Big J and Randy out here live at Disrupt Festival at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater and uh, joined by Thrice, Dustin, and Tappy. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, hanging out, having fun. Awesome. We appreciate you guys for taking the time. And uh, as we draw uh, you know, near the end of the Disrupt Festival, how has uh, the festival been treating you guys? How's it been uh, getting back out on, on the festival circuit? Uh, it's been good. Uh, festivals are always kind of you know their own weird animal uh, but uh we're out here with old friends circa we've toured with a bunch so we've been hanging with them a ton and uh yeah getting to play for new people it's great is there yeah. a point where you're excited to get home to your own bed or is there a bummer part to it too because the tour is starting to come to an end it, it definitely gets to the point where you want to go home to your family and, <laughs> um I, I think we're about there right now we're, it's always <laughs> the tail end yeah like the last few shows you kind of hit it and all of a sudden like you start slowing down and you're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it there it is bittersweet, especially like Dustin was saying, we're really good friends with the circuit guys. And so um, it's been a blast just hanging with those dudes every day. You know, Dustin, you mentioned uh, new fans. And so you got a chance to, to get in front of, uh, you know, uh, once again, uh, you know, maybe maybe younger folks who, who haven't had a chance to see Thrice live before. Um, you know, what kind of mentality does that bring for you guys on stage? Is it any different or is it just, a, you know, the same kind of energy that you would come out with normally? I think we have a pretty, like, just standard way of approaching a show, and it's just to give it everything we have, and and we do that, you know, if it's a a real weird room with hardly anyone in it, or we do it if it's a packed house. And um, I think if you go in with that attitude, usually it, you kind of you throw yourself at it, and unless something goes really wrong, you kind of get into the point where you're you're feeling it the way you want to feel it um even if you know it's a, a really weird <laughs> show or something so um yeah i don't know i think i think we uh, take it seriously and at, at the same time taking having fun seriously we we do high fives before we go out that's like our, <laughs> our ritual and uh just to remind ourselves like this is fun this is this is a great thing to be doing. So I find it interesting here lately talking with some musicians and just, you know, uh, the the way that they prepare themselves to go out on stage now, uh, so different from when they started out because certain things are important, especially as we get a little older, you know, nutrition and, um, you know, being uh, in, in, in decent shape because you're going out there and you're just, you know, exerting so much energy. Uh, have you found your, your habits changed over the years when you approach uh, going out to play live music? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty... Uh consistent now about doing vocal warm-ups and uh making sure i'm drinking enough water stuff like that at where there was a long time where i didn't didn't do any warm-ups or anything and it was fine but uh yeah you do it long enough and it takes a toll i guess <laughs> and with the catalog you guys have when you go into a show like this how do you pick which songs make the set list uh it's really hard because we have uh, i think over 110 songs yeah. now or something uh and then we have a variety of tunings, and there's a bunch of songs where me and Tepe have different tunings than each other. And so it starts getting really heavy trying to figure out what to do. And then you're trying to, you know, please yourself, please fans, yep. uh, play new songs, play old songs. Um, so I have like an app called Band Helper that's really helpful because like we have all our tunings in there and it's color coded to what record it's from. So you can kind of just look oh, at a, cool. a set and see how weighted it is to a certain record and um, see where your transitions are. It's still really complicated, but <laughs> it was getting like impossible. So. Uh, and, and a lot of bands now are using the streaming services and how people respond to music on there to kind of help maybe direct some of their sets. Is that do you guys line up in that realm? 
You mean like looking at how many plays yeah, yeah. a certain song has? Yeah. yeah, I think a little bit. But we've also been using a thing called Set the Set the last few tours um, where people can vote for the songs they want to hear. And it's a, we're not like following that to a T, but it's a really good gauge of what people want to hear, yeah. Does it surprise you, or are there times when there are songs that you just you expect certain songs, and then there's some that are like, wow, I never thought that that would be something everybody would be agreeable on to hear? Yeah, there's definitely ones that... That's kind of the cool thing about it is... You know, you get in the headspace of like, I'm sure everyone wants to hear this one, and then you'll find out, oh, they didn't actually care that much. Cool. Like, uh, <laughs> or another one would be like, trust you, me, in radio, we find that yeah, out too sometimes. Yeah, you're just like, I, I, there's a song we really liked or something, and then find out people are like, yeah, they want to hear that. It's like a mellower song or something, and you're like, cool. I saw you do an acoustic gig, uh, I think 2007 or eight, in UC Irvine for a, uh, it was Trite Love on Her Arms. Uh huh. Is that something you're still involved with? Uh, yeah, I do stuff with them every once in a while. Um, I'm always wearing their shirts. Uh, I'm good friends with the Jamie who started it. Uh, so we talk a bunch, and I'll play their um, Heavy and Light Festival yeah. that they do every year. But, yeah, that's a great organization. And that being said, too, with the charities tied to your, your albums, how do you go about picking which one you involve in that? Uh, we haven't done that for a while just because the logistics got uh, insane as we moved labels. Uh, oh, but yeah, we just so we just try to, uh, when things line up, we try to be involved and, and yeah, do what we can. Palm's uh, been out almost a year now. Does it seem like a year? It seems like it's been, a, it's been a while since we've had that music. How has it felt for you guys? Because maybe you've had that music for... Uh, t- time always flies for me. I don't know. Things that I think were like two weeks ago were like two years ago. So... <laughs> Uh, have you guys given much thought to to the next step for for Thrice as far as music is concerned? Yeah, we're uh, well. First, I'd say we if people were wanting more music, we did just put out an EP from the Palms uh, session. So there's four new songs that were part of the whole session that are just as important to us, and we basically just kept them back to have some fun later um, and to let the LP be not so huge, you know. Right. Uh, so that's called Deeper Wells, and that it just came out recently. Uh, and then we're yeah, in the early process of uh, writing for the next record. That's awesome. With the evolution you know, of Thrice over the course of the years, is that something that kind of comes organically, or do you approach each album a little bit differently going into it? Uh, we always are kind of looking for some kind of angle to play off, or sometimes we're just like we did this last time mm-hmm. let's do whatever kind of the opposite of that is Definitely. um so there's always some kind of reaction but we're also um i don't know we're always looking for for something to to play off like i mean even visu like visu started as uh hey this let's make a ocean kind of influenced record and uh and it didn't it turned into something totally different but yeah. like it, it was a starting place something to push off um and so, yeah, that, that's it's helpful sometimes to have that. Did uh, it was it surprising to you, especially over the, the album cycle, how radio kind of uh, found uh, a, a little love affair with Thrice, where maybe it, it didn't happen so much before with songs like "Hold Up the Light" and "Black Honey." Um, just how it's weird that it's happening so late. Well, well our- yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe that, or just you know, it, it's like a, a lot of folks, maybe especially who who would listen to radio, they might not have heard Thrice before because they didn't get a lot of radio play before. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a giant black hole of a mystery to us, and it always has been as far as, like, what will get played or what won't. So we, we try not to worry about it very much, and just we're excited when it happens, and 
mostly just because it means new people are, are hearing the music. So Yeah, fantastic. And you guys tonight on stage about 8 o'clock or so out here yep. on uh, on stage. Yep. So looking forward to, to seeing you guys. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank and, you. And with yeah, us. Thank we, you. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, and, uh, of course, we'll, we'll have some more out here uh, live as we broadcast uh, for uh, the uh, Disrupt Festival at the Fort Idaho Center. It's Randy and uh, Big J for the X.